this is Chris the Mad Bad, and I am coming to you after a very event-filled day of bad ball. So, we now know who the targets are, who's wet, and who's getting upgraded. So, for those of you keeping track at home, we're going to have 10 full upgrades, which is a serious amount of damage. And there's some things to unpack in that. Um, you know, I think if we look at who's getting hit the hardest, there is a slight advantage for Mia's team. However, Mia is taking some collateral damage. And she's putting herself in a really bad spot right before the bully boat. So I think that is something that is that people are being very critical of Mia right now. People are saying, hey, you know, Mia is basically putting one of her own teammates in diapers right around one. And she doesn't know that Team Red has the voting advantage. And that is, that is really going to put, put, put Sal in a bad spot. Sal could eventually, could possibly be a day one Bab slave, which is virtually unheard of if you really think about it. And you only, you need a dorm check as part of that. And it is, it is kind of crucial at this point that, you know, Mia is doing this to her own team. She's putting herself in a bad spot. She could be down a vote and lose a vote, every single vote from here on out. But, um, you know, we'll break this down more in depth as we go along. Uh, but let's, uh, let's start with some just general news. First of all, uh, I'd like to correct the record. Uh, Mizaki, I keep calling her a girl. And really, apparently, as we found out today with their outfit changing, they're a boy. So the, uh, the Ragin' Asian is, in fact, male. And oh, whoops. But hey, you know, when, when you dress pretty and, you know, as, as the saying goes, they're all same from the waist down when they're wearing their gowns. So, you know, to each their own. And, you know, it, it was a simple mistake. Also, I kind of want to get something off the bat. Yes, it was announced today that the OK Boomer Girl and Hit or Miss Girl are going to be fighting to the death for in blood sport. And I know that's a talk of the, the sports world right now, but, you know, let's, let's get to weigh in before we properly discuss that. You know, I know we don't know if there's going to be weapons involved in that. It's a fight to the death, so we don't know exactly what the rules are going to be, if it's going to be no holds barred, anything like that. Um, all we know is that, you know, the OK Boomer Girl may be a soulless robot, but, you know... The hit-or-miss girl, last I checked, still has braces. So, you know, make of that what you will. But let's, let's instead, we're going to focus back on bad ball. And uh, we're, we're going to just, you know, we're going to focus on these targets. And, you know, we've already seen a few auto-checks. And that's kind of important. So, Sal got hit with an auto-check. 
Rin got hit with an auto check, and you know they're they're not getting hit as hard as Team Blue is right now. Team Blue, the the raging Asian is the one that's being auto checked. They're the one that got upgraded, so you know their coach is going to be in a worse spot than you know Team Red. However. You know, I think at the end of the day, if you have a teammate in diapers at the end of the day, if you have a teammate who could be bad bullied at the end of the day, you know, your your team is not in a good spot. And, you know, it's I think overall we can call this a bold strategy. And bold strategy is often interchangeable with stupid strategy. And I'm not going to say that, you know, Mia doesn't know what she's doing. She's a rookie coach. And I think she's been doing pretty good. It, it's, it's swinging. We were talking a lot today about the mistakes that, that, you know, Team Blue had made. And passing the ball to their hacker and losing, or not the hacker, but not passing the ball to their, to their locksmith as opposed to their hacker. And... You know, maybe that's just because of who their hacker is and kind of the faults and the results of that. You know, when you're when your hacker, your offensive piece is the one that really kind of passed the ball off to the opposing team last game. You know, I could see some hesitancy in getting the ball to them right away and instead trying to make sure that they got it in a round where, you know, they can't really sex the ball away. So, you know, I think, I really do think that, you know, there are some serious advantages and disadvantages that, you know, happen with that. I think ultimately, Mia is putting themselves in a bad position. It is... You know, they, they had this momentum going for them. They had some auto checks. They had everything, you know, but they they had a bad situation. And I think, you know, they found out about the auto check almost immediately and still decided, you know what, this collateral damage is worth it. And not just from a strategic point, if you just look at that from just strategy-wise. And, you know, the cost of having a player that could be out of voting, out of commission early on, where you could potentially be using that player way down the line. You know, let's, let's get away from that. What does that say about how you value that player? Say, it's okay, it's just collateral damage. It's really saying that, you know, maybe, maybe... Sal isn't as valued as they think. You know, Sal was drafted, you know, where they were drafted wasn't poor. It wasn't a poor drafting. You know, they were highly up. So I think it's weird that you have this pick that you value. And you could have chosen anyone else probably before. There are a couple people you could have chosen before them. And now you're at the point where you're looking at it and you're like, well, I can deal a little bit more damage to them 
and it's okay if my guys get hurt. You know, two two of her players are in that dorm, and they're getting checked. You know, and this is going to be on top of Orianne and you know Rin, who's now been padded up. And uh, there's been a couple of people, you know, who are getting checked that are wasted checks as well. But you know, at the end of the day, you know. There, there's a lot of people that are going to be upgrading, and you're looking at you know the landmine upgrading. So you're dealing a good, you're dealing a good blow to their team, but not in the ways that you think. Like they don't know that that KT is the landmine or is their kamikaze. So as a kamikaze, they're in a bad spot now. Because they can be upgraded and they they have one shot to sort of do their damage. And there's a lot of people upgraded already. And that would require some strategic targeting. Targeting people within their dorm as well for weddings and whatever, what have you. And hoping that, you know, the packer isn't activated the next night. Because now it's going to be more difficult. So, and the other thing is, you know... Katie doesn't know who's on her team. That's that's going to be a, a tough thing. So they're at a disadvantage. And when you have these dorm rules, it is friendly fire on yourself as well. And that is just it. Just it, it's tough. You know, you're you're living on borrowed time. You are an agent of chaos, but you're living on borrowed time. It's not like a good defensive role where you know oh. You play your defense, you, you knock them out, right? And you, you can stay safe. You live to fight another day. You can keep other people safe. You can keep yourself safe and you keep them going. No, this, like, if you are a dorm role, you know, like, if you're being activated, it is, you are on the front lines, you know, you're in the trenches and, you know, you are holding the grenades and running to the crowd. You know, that is, that is your job. So, you know, you know you're, you're going to be sacrificed at some point if you're a, a dorm role. Unless you're the Void, you know. And, you know, I, I think for what it's worth, you know, the Void had a decent strategy. If the Void knows who their team is, they can make better plans and better strategies. So, the, who has the ball now for the checks is, I think, important because... You know, you could have told the Void, and the Void, if they were smart, if they make the right moves, if Sylvan saw that they had the opportunity to make some great moves, they could have snuck into a large dorm and prevented a lot of damage and done some damage themselves, just by holding on the ball, you know? And that's, I would say the Void on day two is a good reason to be a ball hog. You know, if you know who you're going after, and you have an opportunity to take out a good portion of a team, you know, and you see that opportunity, then, yeah, that's a good reason to be a ball hog. But, you know, the ball hogging here, eh, on Mia, you know, she held it for three rounds now. That's a lot of rounds that, you know, she got lucky she wasn't targeted. If she was targeted for a wedding, if she if she pissed herself, that ball would go somewhere else. And actually, she might have, if that happened, it might have saved her from herself. You know, Mia could have been saved from herself 
just by the mere fact of pissing herself. And, you know, that is... That is something that I... It, it's hard. I People are being critical of Mia. I'm being critical of Mia. And, you know, I think there's a lot of damage that's getting done today. And that's... It's going to be some fun. I think now that we're getting into the transformations, the reality is going to set in. And I think this, this idea that we need to communicate is really going to hit home. And, you know, I think if they keep going after Miz, Miz, you know, Mizuki, they're going to they're gonna be fine. You know, they're going to, I mean, Red Team could pull off an advantage by knocking out the coach, you know, by round three. If they can knock out that, their coach by round three, Mia's in a better spot to survive. She might be down a player, but with proper targeting, it's not anything she can't come back from. It's just piss poor planning on collateral damage. So, you know, I think, I think, you know, if anything, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit difficult, but, you know, we're going to see how this plays out. Maybe, maybe the extra damage now pays off down the line. Maybe getting them, you know, more widespread in in their padding can help out a lot. And maybe Mia pulls off, you know, the self-sacrifice. Uh, well, she can't do that anymore because she used her dorm check. You know, it's, it's, this dorm check, you know, a lot of people are screaming it's wasted. And, you know, there's a lot of yelling in the, the grandstands right now. They, they aren't communicating. They aren't. You know, they should have been having sex. They should have been fucking each other the entire time last night. And nobody really fucked each other. And that's a wasted opportunity. You got to get your team, you get, you know, get your team out there and let them know who's who, you know, and take some chances and try to steal some balls and things like that. And you got to do that sort of stuff. But, you know, that, that didn't happen. And, you know, so there's, there's yelling in the stands about that. And there's yelling about... You know, ah, oh, you can't use your dorm check like that. You're you're doing too much friendly fire with that, and that's you're putting yourself at too much of a disadvantage. There's a there's a cleaner way of doing that. And in Mia's defense, this is where I play devil's advocate, and I gotta play devil's advocate here because this isn't just about bad strategy. There's some good strategy in here as well. You know, in Mia's defense, you're never gonna avoid collateral damage 100%. It's it's very hard to play that kind of perfect game. So when they when they sort of set themselves up like that and you know you're dealing yourselves two damage but you're dealing three more you know hitting hitting them three you're it's a it's a swap of one. And now, granted, you could have done that with just regular checks, in theory. You know, if you had used your four checks, you could have taken out five players with the, the setup that they had. You know, upgrade five players. You know, maybe you get lucky. Maybe you you get a, a spike meal, and you hope for that. But, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's like they're using the dorm check. Maybe you look after after the auto checks and you see if maybe 
you know, you're going to avoid a double upgrade, or maybe you can double upgrade some on the opposing team, and you reduce the damage that way, but I don't know. It seems like they just want to get the dorm check out of the way. They have a good opportunity. They have a big dorm to do it with. And, you know, I, I think it's good to get it out of the way. You know, Mizaki, the, the raging Asian, as I call her, him, call him, him, it looks can be deceiving, folks. Looks can be deceiving. As I call him, you know, the Raging Asian, they really, if they get knocked out before they use that dorm check, that dorm check goes away. So I think they have to remain focused on the players that they're going after and the players that are upgraded and keep upgrading them. And maybe they get the landmine in there and they can do some extra damage. You know, now's the time I think you've got to unleash a dorm roll to get that extra damage done in this next round if you're Mia. And I think, I hope, I hope that's the strategy looking at this. You know, that's the way I would play it. I get the dorm rolls going early on. You know, try to talk them up. Try to figure out where you want them to go. Try to figure out where you want everybody to go. Because these bully votes, they're... They're important. You know, they can swing a game. They didn't last game. Last game, Team Blue lost every single vote aside from the last one. And it was the last one that counted. So, and that was just because they lucked into a good setup. If they didn't look into that good setup, but, you know, losing those bully votes, that could, you know, hurt them. It's going to, it hurts your team. So, you know... It's they, they could be setting themselves in a bad spot. And with a voting advantage, if you see somebody in diapers on day one, you know you can get that day one bab slave, and then you're knocking you're you're at a you're down a man. You're you're six versus seven. And you're clawing. You're you put yourself behind. So who knows? And, you know, I think the, the problem with that is once you have somebody day one diapers, it is especially, especially going into a bully vote, people are drawn to novelty, you know, and that's, that's going to be it. You're going to have players that don't know what they're doing, that are just drawn to the novelty of it. They're going to be like, you know what? Day one bad slave. I don't know if they're on my team or not. If they aren't, it really could help my team, you know. So I think a lot of people are going to go for that novelty factor. They're going to they're going to bab slay somebody day one, you know, regardless of if it's there, if they, you know, if damn teams be damned just because, you know, hey, this this simplifies the equation a little bit. There's one less person we have to worry about. Or, you know, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe people look at that and they like, you know, oh, we don't know if this person's on our team. We have to preserve them. So there's a lot of possibilities there. There's some things to look forward to. The bully vote is there. I'm not sure if I'm going to be uh, able to talk at all over this weekend. However, you know, 
we're going to see, and everything's going to play out. And, you know, if not, we'll be able to meet, talk Monday. In any situation, I'm Christopher Wrinkle, the Mad Bab himself. And I'm signing off for Bab Ball Radio. So, in the meantime, you know, keep watching, keep cheering. And, you know, hope your, your team manages to stay dry.